This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Thanks for listening, calling, and participating in today's show. And thank you to Kevin Warren for joining us. Busy day for him. He's had the press conference and is kind of making the rounds, but uh, really saying all the right things. Let's hope he does all the right things. He's a very impressive individual with an incredible resume. I mean, a Super Bowl ring with the Rams. Uh, building the stadium in Minnesota. As he said, now a chance to build another world-class facility, and they are 100% committed to that. He told us that. He reiterated it from the press conference when he told the general media that was assembled at Hallis Hall. Uh, former agent, uh, ran the Big Ten, uh, did a new TV deal, added a couple of powerhouse West Coast teams. He's really done it all. So um, we hope for the best as diehard Bears fans. Thanks to Kendra Smith and thanks to Chris Black for producing today. Black is on 6 to 8 tonight after Waddle and Sylvie and the boys are here now for Crosstalk. Gents. Good interview. Thank you. He that was, was very uh, good. He's good. We've entered a new kind of dimension with Bears, yeah. the Chicago Bears, haven't we? Totally. It's a new dimension. I mean, honestly, you finally There's have no somebody doubt. in charge of the organization that isn't connected to the family. You, know what? you guys can get him a bottle of Kelly Gold. Yes. Yeah, he loves wine. Right? Did you hear him? Uh, yes. See, so had, had Snoop Dogg's wine. I don't know. I'm giving the Cali Red. You should That's what I would bottle. do. Yes. Sylvie, if Cali Red. You know it. He'll put it in the cellar. Uh, Waddle, you're right. And, and Yurko, Johnny Newsbreaker again dropped a little nugget. Oh, yeah? What, what did we do today? He, he said uh, the, the Bears really did a, a, like a thorough search. A thorough search. Yeah. Not only did they go out and, and talk to Kevin Warren and finally settle on him, there was a high-ranking NBA executive from yes. the team Yurko did not want to mention, but that That's was right. consulted, not the Bulls, so outside of the city. Outside and of the they, city. a high-ranking high uh, uh, NBA soccer, international soccer international official. Soccer official. They, like they yeah. consulted with no, or no, they, no, they no, wanted no, to bring in? One of the candidates. One of the candidates. One of the candidates. So they really did, for the first time, like it's... We're going outside. John Paxson Stop wouldn't it. be able to. No affiliation of the Bulls. It's uh, they're going outside the organization, and we've got yes. to find the right person this time. Right and person. hopefully, they have. Listen, I, I I've said this a bunch the last few days. Like the the most sure thing that has happened with this team over the last several years yeah, has been the hiring of him. I heard you. Say like that. if you tell me what, no where is the where is your your, your where is the, your the greatest level. degree of certainty. That you got this right. Is it your coach or your GM? You don't know yet. Their first time. Is guys. it your quarterback? You first don't know that yet. You hope. Yeah. But the one guy that comes with the most gravitas. Yes, and certainty because he's done this before. Yes. Is yeah. Kevin Warren. When was the last time the Bears hired a guy who has been there and done that in his job? Well, like um, maybe John Fox. John Fox. That's yeah. what I would say. You know, John Fox, Fox was a Super Bowl Fox. coach on, on two yeah. different You're teams. Right. Yes. But it was a bad fit because the general manager didn't want him. Yeah. So, yeah. again, the president set that up to fail. Yeah. With a good president in his job, yeah. never would have let that marriage happen. You hire the general manager, you let the general manager do his job. A Kevin Warren never would have let that happen. The point is here is Kevin Warren has been there and done that. He has built a stadium. He's been a COO of an organization. He has led the Big Ten. He's been a natural-born leader. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's for sure going to work, but in a team that always hires guys 
who is a first-time, Dick Duran, first-time head coach, Matt Nagy, first-time head coach, uh, Eberflus, first-time head coach, Mark Trestman, first-time NFL head coach. coach, Right, sure. First-time, all these guys, first-time general managers. Yep. Ryan Ryan Pace. Pace, On and on and on. This is a guy who finally isn't the first-time guy in his role. And he's actually built this stadium. Yep. He's led people. It's, it's, it's a professional move, and they finally may have their big boy pants on. This is why I said, I mean, it sounds dramatic, but they've entered a new dimension. It's yeah. true. It really they, is. Thank goodness. They finally. Guy's already been uh, a year ago. He's driving around Arlington Park, sneaking yeah. in, looking yeah. at the, uh, what can I do here? Oh, I, I could really do job. something nice here. <laughs> right. I have, like, I've, I've not <laughs> talked to anybody either that has anything but fantastic things to say about the building in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah, we so, keep saying that. I mean, so that we, thing, I've never been in it, yeah. but I've never heard one complaint about it. It looked great again over the weekend on TV. Yeah. You know what else looked great? Uh, Viking Scott doesn't get to come in to do Has a show called, with you. Oh, no, is that what I love Viking Scott, I do, too. Though. We love him to I death. Know, York, you know what I just found out? I never knew that you grew up with Viking Scott. I, I always thought... South. I I'll, TF North. Yeah. I, I, always, used play go- I used to play golf with his dad a lot. Red, uh, Red Angels. Red Angel and Jimmy Marchese, the two of them were best friends. Thickest thieves, those name, two. Name, oh, and then uh, I used to play golf with the old man. I, I I love the man. He's he's just I love him. Yeah. he's just biased by his his State vo- farm guy. Like by the anybody way, who guys needed to know Thanks. anybody who's not affiliated with the Vikings knew that team was in trouble. A hundred percent. You were silver. blinded by Paul Allen, 100%. Viking Scott. If you if you didn't root for the Vikings, you knew that team was in trouble. And you know the amazing thing is most of these people are smart enough about football, but they just can't remove, you know, their the allegiance. And like I, I, I heard Paul with you guys, last, and I get a kick out of Paul. Paul's I think he's fantastic. great at his job. What's he gonna I, say? I think he's a great guest. Yeah, um, but Paul knows. <laughs> yes, he's now, employed by the team. He knows. Uh, like well, I, not only that, he's I, so, I, I, he loves that team so yeah. much. It's hard. Like, if you removed him from the fact that you're Paul Allen, voice of the Vikings, you love the Vikings, you're paid for the Vikings, and you said, objectively analyze this football team, he'd say, that's not a very good football well, I think team. I, I, Period. End of story. I, I asked him, I think, if I recall correctly, what is it that if there was something that has him concerned about the matchup? And I think at some point after calling us rats or whatever it was, <laughs> I think he said the defense, didn't he? Didn't he, yeah, he well, reference the defense? So at least course. even in a moment of still trying to no, pump the tires really, of his team. He kind of did it. He didn't? No, I said that that's what he should have said. Oh, oh, and people said? on Twitch said oh. that was the obvious answer. When you asked him what's yeah. the flaw on this team, yeah. that was the obvious answer yeah. with all the 400-yard games they've given yeah. up. And he didn't even go there. I thought he did. He gets lit up by Danny Dimes twice in a Four weeks. Listen, fan, he's well you know? coached. He's played. Yeah, he's played well. They've done a good job. You're going to ever talking about this. Like, he's still a little bit of an enigma for me. Like, what I really want to pay Danny Dimes, but somehow they're bringing the best out of him. They are coaching to his strengths beautifully. Listen, he is a magician with the ball too. His sleight of hand is fantastic. Listen, they're using all the things he does well yes. to their advantage. He's he's mo- more mobile than anyone thinks. Totally. When you need him to step up in the pocket and rip a 17-yard, you he know, can. deep crosser, he's done it accurately he too he since probably the midway point I of the season. I got to give him credit because I compared him last week to Mitch. Uh, he, he threw the ball yeah. way way back. I always he's knew better than I always knew he could run. Like, that to me wasn't a surprise. When you right. say, like, he's more athletic than you thought, I always knew he had the athlete in him. I always thought he was way, way more inaccurate. 
His his play this weekend wowed me. Yep, it he's was, played he like, was. He's played not quite that well, but he's played like that over the course of the last half of the season. Yeah, and trust me, a lot of it. I give him all the credit. But they put him in situations totally. to take advantage of what he does well. Dable, again, has developed another quarterback. Yeah. And that was the book on him and why so many people wanted him for the Bears job. What they've also do is I one did. of the best things that def- uh, uh, an offensive coordinator can do is try to wring out some of the, the, the tendency for the boom goes to dynamite play. Yep. And if you look at Danny Dimes' resume the first several years in the league, he was an interception or a fumble waiting to happen. What has he done? He threw five interceptions this year. Now, his touchdown level was low. It was 15. Right. But they've really kind of taken, like, that's been an, a focus. That's been an emphasis. They just use his strengths. Yeah. They, they do. They, and, and he's a good. But, Dave, I, I, look, they could get waxed this weekend. They could. They, Absolutely. they could win six games. I don't know, but I, I think he can coach. I think the guy can coach. I agree with Sylvie's that. point, I think he knows offense. I think he can develop quarterbacks. I think he's going to lose Kafka at some point. Probably not this soon, year, but maybe next. Soon. Yeah, he probably will. But I, I think whatever collaboration they have going on, uh, I think he's got a pretty good track Look, record that he knows how to coach offense in this league. Is there How many teams that are currently still alive are more impressive than the 49ers, would you say? Boy, Conservatively, I, I, not, one Kansas or two? City. I am not overly impressed with Buffalo. Uh, they've got an eight-game winning streak, it, and yeah. I can't figure it out, you guys. I, I can't. And their defense is very good. I will say it's excellent. We all thought they would blow out yeah. Miami. Dude, there's that, holes in that defense, too, more so than there have been. Like, I, mean, they don't, I think it's a good defense. It is. But I'm confused by them. Like, I don't, I don't know that anybody's more put together than Kansas City and the, the Niners. I don't know that anybody's So the close, point I'm guys. making is, is, like, listen, you can... I don't know if they'll get to the top of the mountain with Brock Purdy. And maybe we find out Brock Purdy is the second coming to Tom Brady. I don't know. All I know is is if you surround him with a good cast, which they have a fantastic oh cast, and you call a good game plan and you coach guys well, you can win. And maybe in a minor way, that's kind of what the Giants are doing. They're not as talented as the right. 49ers. They're not going to be as good as the 49ers. And again, maybe Brock Purdy is... All that in a bag of chips. Like, they're scoring 30 points a game since he took Dude, over. I mean, and I think Sylvie made the point on the text chain, and I was thinking it as it happened. Their drive to start oh. the second half it on was, Saturday. Football porn. It, yeah. it was, I mean, and Sylvie sent the, 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 the emoji to the well, I knew Otto had to go get a towel. Yeah. I knew it. I'm, and I thought the same thing Sylvie thought. I'm like, that drive was so impressive. And at that point, they just stepped on their yeah. throats. And they're like, okay, we're done messing around with well, this. Well, and think I mean, about it, the circumstances. It, it like, unreal. Jimmy Ward just made that terrible penalty. Yeah. You know, you, yes. you, you give Seattle hope. 17, Pete 16, right? Yeah. Pete Carroll's pumping his fist, yeah. doing Pete Carroll stuff. Shooting his gum and running yeah, the right, And they're running. <laughs> they got hope. Oh, and, and then, like, and, and you know what? He does his thing. Shanahan, it, it was. He, he goes... I'm going to throw it to the fullback, then I'm going to throw it to my tight end, then I'm going to throw it to Debo, then I'm going to use my running back that I acquired at the trade. And then I'm just, I'm going to use my rookie quarterback as Mr. Irrelevant, as my point guard, and he's just going to go boom, 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 boom. I'm going to go eight minutes in 12 plays, and I'm just going to score a touchdown, and I'm going to control the game. It was. It was football. It was. It was. It was fantastic. And you look, literally it, went well, like, you like, sat back and were like, wow. It, look, that it, was, ta- it takes huh. skill to do what Brock Purdy is doing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not oh, downplaying yeah. it. I just I, He may end up being a fabulous player. 
But that group and that system, you, that, the only reason I'm making a point is, is because maybe the Giants have got a little piece of that. Yeah. Maybe they don't get there. Just not if the you, talent, like you listen, said. Listen, Brandon Ayuk has developed into a yeah. difference-making wide receiver. Yeah. Debo is a fabulous player. Kittle's one of these wide receivers Dude. in a tight end's body. Christian McCaffrey's staying healthy. Elijah Mitchell could yeah. be a starting running back on, on 70% of the teams in the league. Like, they've got a full stable of guys, and, and they know how to implement them. It. It's why I get on Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Look at w- what, what's in Cousins' stable. A lot of a lot of talent, and Kirk Cousins, compared to San Francisco, it, it's comparable. Yes. You got a lot of talent. They've yeah. got the best comparable. receiver in the league, and how many other wide you, receivers do they have? Dude, they've got three receivers they could throw to, including the best in the league. KJ they got a reliable, Osborne, to reliable. Right. Yeah, you got yeah. a reliable third, a tight end. Right, they've got two good tight ends. Right, they've got, got a running. Two. They've yeah. got two good running backs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I would, the only thing I would argue that 49ers have an edge on them is probably the offensive line. Right. But they're but, comparable. But, but like, like 24, Although, like I know, like a lot of people like to point the finger at the defense. They should score more. That they, team needs to be scoring it, more points than what, they're, what they score. And, and Cousins, to his credit, played very well. But then he did the most Kirk Cousin thing at the end Last of the game. the game. He had KJ Osborne on the post. He did beyond the sticks. Would have been a tough throw. What are you checking down for in fourth it's, it's and eight? Well, what he it's the most what, Kirk Cousins thing you could do. What he should have done is, and, and, and I think Kirk, Kurt Warner broke it down on, on Twitter. I think I saw it. Once you saw Jefferson was doubled. And I just, I thought Warner made a really good point. It's fourth down. And I think Kevin O'Connell's had a really good year. Why not put him in the slot in the where slot. it's more difficult? You put him on the edge. And he's done and it all year. Yeah. I didn't get it either. I, I don't move him. He's done like, it all move year. Move him. Use him in motion and get him on the move and pick Agreed. for him. And they were stationary. And not just that, but Hawkinson was the other receiver in the slot. And they asked him to chip. Yeah. Which delays you getting delays into you your getting route. Out. Yeah. Which then allows because your offensive line is timid, it allows pressure to get to you quicker. The, what Cousins should have done is seen that the right side wasn't working and come back, and he could have hit Osborne right before he got hit. Yeah. Yes, but, he could have. It was yeah. there. But he took – I don't know, it was that whole thing. So it was very – and he played well. I mean, he did for most of the game. But then that play happened, and you're like, oh, my God. And their defense let them down again, and it was the least surprising thing. But, again, week. like 24 is not – what was their total? Their twenty total was 25 and a half, I believe. I think it was, yeah. Like, that's yeah. enough. Yeah. You like how many how many of weapons these, in your building? Like, like how many points did the winning team score in each game this oh, week? Thirty, right? Think about it. Thirty-four. So, you got to score in this league, man. You, you got to score. Brock Purdy scored how many points Bengals this weekend? Bengals are the only one, right? Bengals are uh, the, the only one. I don't that didn't reach thirty. Isn't that right? Everybody they else that twenty-four reached thirty. Yeah. You're right. Yes, you got to score in this. So league. so yeah. don't tell me that it's not on Kirk Cousins. It's only on the defense. You got to score. You do, especially in your building. You know, where it's controlled and you're normally good there. And you've, you've got, got all the weapons crowd, in the world. You've got all the weapons. I thought they had a good game plan for Jefferson. I will say they were pretty determined after that first meeting yeah. where he went nuts. To, well, they were going to double him wherever he goes. And, I mean, really, wherever he went, they did a nice job. Well, and, and you know what? Then someone's got to pick up the slack. And Hawkinson did. I mean, he had 10 catches for 129 yards. Yeah, it was a good trade. Yeah, but he's not a killer. You know, Hawkinson's not a killer. Yeah, well, Jefferson's the guy, Kittle, but he's good though. Yeah, but but Jefferson's the guy that's gonna, you know, he can he can get the eighty yarder on you, right? 
How can kind of hard to have two killers? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen. If you, I mean, listen, 49ers do. They've got Debo and yeah, Kittle. Awesome. I mean, and McCaffrey. What and else? McCaffrey. And Ayuk. Yeah, Ayuk's a good player. Well, they got a talented team. They yeah. really do. They're, what else surprised you guys from the weekend? I, I mean, we. What surprises me right now is is that all, everybody in yes. Tampa still is employed, and well, uh, they left, which I guess didn't they? Well, they did. Byron sandwiches. I think they. I think they. And Brandon Staley gets to keep well, his job, but Joe I, Lombardi and the I passing coordinator got to go. I don't get it, <laughs> especially with Peyton being in L.A. And I mean, he's living there now. Yeah, I. I, I don't understand it. I really don't. I, I heard I can't some speculation that thinking. like the, the owner was never going to be willing to pay Peyton fifteen million oh. and also pay. Oh. What's his name uh, to go away? Okay, that could be because they're more of a frugal. Which, but that's in in the game of billionaires where there's money flying everywhere. That should never stop you. I don't think he's going to go in a place. Uh, Sean Payne's not going to go someplace where he doesn't. He's got to go to a different a, a team that's disappointed with a quarterback that's in his twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, like twenty eight years old quarterback. You know, you still got one, but they've disappointed. That's well, the really area that like, he's going to. Well, who's that? Yeah, well, I mean, you're minimizing where you're going to go. Yeah, who is that? Boy, I would, would think the Chargers would be would be the you optimal spot. It. The kids are stuck. You talked about it. Maybe he goes out to San Diego, and all of a sudden he oh. woos them in some sort of secret meeting that's held in Palm Springs. Not in, I mean, in the Chargers. I keep saying San Diego, okay. dang it. In L.A., they'll go to Palm Springs. They'll meet secretly in Palm Springs. Yeah, but if you bounce the offensive coordinator or passing game coordinator, doesn't that really signify that you're probably keeping the head coach? Oh, I think so. I yeah. think they're keeping him. I think, yes. And I, I don't get it. Sean is down there meeting repeatedly with the Texans, too. Yeah. Not a good fit. No? Uh, no, I wouldn't think so. Well, yeah. this is the draft his own. Hold on, though. This is what, I'll say this. Maybe a good fit with 2-12. and 12. Because the pick and everything, yeah, because right. what they have, they got the second pick, they got second the twelfth pick. pick, right? Yeah. Maybe trade Maybe for Lamar for two and twelve. He or he wants to draft his own guy, or draft or trade for Lamar. Yeah, but he's then got to work with who? Nick Casario is it? Yes. It's like that whole front well, office. Is weird. Does he have to? I mean, right. I think I think whoever's there is working with Sean. You would hope so. Or I think Sean he's, would. he's Andy Reid, like Andy Reid. Or, or Sean comes in and says, I'm not right, working with any of right. them. Let's bring this guy in. He's bringing in his own guys. I think wherever Sean goes, he's the he's the point man. Yeah, Got to get I that owner to... I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, they're 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 a whacked franchise right now. Uh, they're very whacked. Yeah. Well, because McNair's uh, kid is the one that's running it yeah. now because Bob McNair's no longer there. Yeah. This guy probably had no... It's like you're... Your father was uh, Thornton Mellon, and all of a sudden you don't care a great about big and tall, you know? Yeah. What do I know about clothes? I don't know anything. I don't yeah. know anything about a hanger. Mellon, no, 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 tall. Yeah. Explain and all of a sudden you take over. Back to school. Thornton Mellon, back to school. He's the... Honey uh, Dangerfield. What, what, what is he of The America? Triple Indy. The Triple Indy? Yeah, the Triple Indy. Oh, he did Indy, the Triple Indy no, off the, the diving. He was the big and tall guy. The yeah, fat, big and tall. Big and fat. Tall yeah. and fat guy. Yeah. Big and tall for men. So, I mean, if he's your father and that's his expertise in his area that he loves, and you're a, a liberal arts major, when he dies, you don't necessarily want to go make tall and fat stuff, do you? No. Tyler, no. have you heard of uh, Back to School no, no, at all? No have chance. you even no. heard of it? No, no. By the way, do you remember the visual of him, whoever the son's name is, sitting in the booth and his wife was completely disgusted with something and basically falling asleep? It was the... It was quintessential Houston, Texas. This was like two oh, years ago. Oh, they yeah. showed the video. Just perfect. They're a mess. So I don't know that Sean Payne would want to Who go. Who is the love interest in uh, Back to School? 
Well, the professor or the 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 son, because he's yes, in love with the yes, professor. Yeah, and yeah, the the, the, the son. Yeah, I can't remember her oh, name. Oh, I couldn't tell uh, you either. Little dark-haired to... Maven. Yeah, I'm not dark-haired Maven. <laughs> Maven. Is that her name? No, I don't think that's her name. No, but she did have dark hair. I, I, I'm not going to be able to, to remember. I can't her. pull it either. Um, the the it was a good college. Though, we watched that in college all the, the time. He was intro. Yeah. I'd like to tame your shrew. Yes, he was. Uh, he was always interested in the taming of the shrew. The taming of the shrew. Maybe I could interest you in my Longfellow. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Waddle's just like it's I'm a great. Just, it really is a great movie. movie. It's awesome. I've probably awesome. seen it thirty times. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Fantastic. What are you buying these yeah. old books for? New books. Yes, yeah. these are already underlined. Yeah. Call me sometime when you have no. What was he saying? She said, "Some call me some time when you have no class. I've yes. got class. I can't go out tonight. Well, call me some time when you yeah. have no class. You have no class, yes. What is up on the show today, gentlemen? Uh, so Barstool, Big Cat at four, Courtney Cronin at five. Uh, we'll play you uh, some of the best stuff from your show and from the press conference from Kevin great. Warren, and we'll reflect on why. We're this is probably the Bears' best hire, at least on paper. Sure seems like, like Again, on paper is one thing, and um, and, and again, the big, uh, probably the biggest takeaway from the this all news. is that their sole focus is Arlington Heights. Yep. That's it. They're yeah. like, they're yeah. not making any bones it, about it. Like, and I think that's all they can say, too, legally. Um, because they're an exclusive contract with Arlington Heights now, mm. but but it's great to hear. Yeah, I love it. So and again, I think there is really a professional who's been there and and has done it in that chair now. Um, I got to figure out. And, and there are so many I could give you examples covering the team on why um, a different president will make a difference now over. I gave you just one example just now about the mismatch with Ryan Pace mm-hmm. and John Fox yep. and how that thing got screwed up from the very start in an arranged marriage. How do you how do you make that work? Like that you get that off on on the wrong foot to begin with. There are many other instances how if you had a real pros pro in the president's chair from the start, maybe the general manager and head coach would have would have had a better chance to make yeah of survival and making it work. Yep, I have to feel like there's going to be people that are going to be willing to invest in the the financing of this project. Like when you if you were given the opportunity, would you throw a couple dollars into that? Absolutely, that fund the Bears new stadium in Arlington fund these stadiums that are open year round. These entertainment districts, it's a money maker. It's a cash cow. Sure. There, there were two there were two names I heard that George went out of his way to thank that I don't usually hear him go out of his way to thank. Tell him you're welcome. That uh, not you're not the good kid for breaking the news, but uh, I'll, I'll bring that up coming up next, All right. and we'll play you some of the sound from the. And if you want to weigh in on what you heard, and if you have not heard it, we'll play it for you. Then you can react. But three one two three three two three seven seven six or any of your thoughts coming up. From the football weekend, some things you took away yep. from any of the games this weekend. All right, Waddle and Sylvia are next. We'll see you tomorrow. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. I've asked uh, for change of leadership at the top uh, inside that building for years. I, I don't believe 
that it's been run properly. I believe that good franchises start with ownership. I believe uh, good franchises start with the way they're run from the president on down. Obviously, if Ryan Poles isn't good at his job and doesn't draft well, the immediate future will be clouded. We all we all know this. So, like with with the football nuance and and drafting and free agency, he's got to be really really good at his job. But I do believe that from the culture and 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 with the things that is done from the president's chair and the the face of the the team, the George and the McCaskies own the team, but the face of the Bears will be Kevin Warren. And I believe that this is the change for the better. That uh, The reason why I covered the Bears when Ted Phillips took over, the reason why Ted Phillips ultimately became the president of the Bears was because Michael McCaskey so massively screwed things up. Michael McCaskey, if you think about it, when when they fired Jerry Venisi as the last Bears general manager, who was the GM when the Bears won their Super Bowl, when Ditka was here, fired the general manager, never replaced him. Think about that. When when teams were adding more personnel in the late 80s and early 90s, Michael McCaskey said, we're going to get rid of our general manager and we're not going to replace him. We're going to operate without a general manager. I have no football experience. Was Bill Tobin as director of football, I think scouting or whatever it was, and then it was Michael. Right, yeah. Tobin was gone. Was uh, yeah, Tobin was gone by then. This is when, when I, like, this is after Tobin left, and Michael was running the team, and Michael wanted the coach, and the coach wanted to be here in Dave McGinnis, and they wanted to hire him, and he so flubbed it so poorly where. He couldn't negotiate the salaries of his assistant coaches, and they already announced it. And McGinnis was uh, upset because he he announced it, and he didn't negotiate properly the assistant coach's job. So he backed out of taking the job. And it was such an embarrassment for the organization that even his own mom, Virginia, had enough. And the Bears were already losing so so much after Dave Wanstead. Dave Wanstead, one of those years, started 0-7. And they had bat, like back-to-back 4-12 years, all under Michael McCaskey, eliminating the general manager's job. Rod Graves then was just like the personnel guy. And, um, and Ted came in. And Ted was the accountant, the salary cap guy. And they're like, Ted, can you take over? We've got a, uh, our own son stinks at this. They didn't know who to turn to. Go to your room. So they had to turn to Ted. The mayor hated dealing. Like not only can Mike Michael McCaskey could not only not hire the coach who wanted to be the Bears coach, and Michael wanted to be the Bears coach. Not only could he not get that job done, the mayor of Chicago hated dealing with him. They couldn't uh, get a new stadium deal done. Ted was able to smooth over the relationship with with Mayor Daly, and he was able to get the spaceship built. And then after that, he sort of got like this lifetime deal with Virginia. And and he's been in the space ever since, even though they don't win. And that's why he's had this reign forever, 
And that's why when it comes to Trustman or Bruce Arians, and he picks Trustman because of a mock press conference, it's why Ted keeps the job. Because he got a spaceship built. And he had the family's trust. It didn't matter that they didn't win or they hired the wrong guys or that they don't allow Ryan Pace to choose his own head coach. Like, there are so many missteps. It's all because of the poor leadership in, in that building. And it's why I've always said it's, it's why there's a, a, why you hire a general manager, a new general manager in Phil Emery. And you're like, you gotta keep Lovey. I know you're our new general manager. You have to keep Lovey, though. And now the coach and the general manager aren't on the same level. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, we always talk about this. The coach isn't the own, the general manager's coach. The quarterback isn't the general manager's quarterback. You know, and on and on. And we live in this cycle that is always we're in hell. And it's always, and, and, and this is why it is always bred a poor culture that leads to losing. And, and hopefully the buck stops here with a guy who has been there and done it. He's been with the Rams. He's been with the Lions. He's been the COO of the Minnesota Vikings. He led Ziggy Wolf to buy the Minnesota Vikings. He's built a world-class stadium. He's led the Big Ten. He's made them billions in media deals. Um, and, and now here he is and hopefully changes the culture and he's going to be a better sounding board for Ryan Poles instead of George McCaskey or Ted Phillips. Yeah, I'm, I mean, business will be done differently now. It's what everyone's been looking for and wanting. Um, you want someone competent who's the face of your franchise. George has told you on a number of occasions, look, I'm not a football guy. Okay, well, then no longer is the general manager going to talk to you. I mean, they'll, they'll have conversations, but, you know, Kevin Warren, for all the reasons you mentioned, is is a refreshing change that should lead us into a new dimension as an organization. And if, God forbid, you need to hire a new general manager down the road, the hiring process, in my humble opinion, will be in good hands going forward. So now you've got something in place, hopefully, that will bear fruit for years to come. Because before, whenever a football decision was needed to be made, it was being made by guys that would, were, were, were the first to tell you they weren't football guys. Well, Kevin Warren is now going to be the captain of this ship. And I think that if you're a Bears fan, you finally feel confident that the ship is pointed in the right direction on a number of fronts. So it's, it's, it should mean better days ahead. Again, I think you, you said it at the top first, though. You know, Ryan Poles is going to have the most influential impact on this team over the next 12 to 24 months. But uh, when he needs to ask a question or sit down and have a conversation, he's got someone in the building now that's got a hell of a lot of experience and a lot on his resume. Yeah, yeah that, that's, the, that's the immediate future. Yeah. Ryan Poles, for our immediate future... Ryan Poles has to be good at his at his job. Yeah. He has to know what he's drafting. He's got to know what he's spending on. He's got to know how to wheel and deal. He's got to know how to navigate how to trade out of the number one spot and maximize everything possible. He's got to be creative. There's a lot there, but I believe this will in the ne- over the next five years as they build this stadium, as they s- sort of change the culture of the way that building is run up at Hallis Hall that Kevin Warren will change the way day-to-day operations is run in every department of that building.
He legitimizes them in ways that they haven't been legitimized in quite some time. Again, as I mentioned last week, imagine going to the owners' meetings or the front office meetings or whenever the teams gather wherever they gather. When Kevin Warren walks in, I think there is a different level of appreciation for him and acknowledgement of what he's you know been able to do. So hopefully this, again, means good times are ahead. And I loved the answer about... You know, the singular goal for him at the moment is is the Arlington Heights, the stadium deal. Yeah, you want to uh, hear that? Here's uh, Arlington Heights. Two-part question for you about the stadium in Arlington Heights. Do you view that as the sole focus of the organization right now? Yes, that's the sole focus right now. As opposed to any of the options? 100%. And in a best-case scenario where everything goes great, as far as the construction and the closing and all that, when is the earliest realistic time the stadium could open? I'll be able to answer that question to you in about six months when I'm able to sit down and really review things. It wouldn't be proper for me to say it. i got to really sit down and get the information downloaded. I'll be able to answer that. I'd be guessing right now. The whole process has been kind of muddied to this point, too. Like from... How it all came to be, Churchill Downs approaches the Bears, not the other way around. What are the specifics? I think the level of confidence that this project will be handled in a very good way has just gone through the roof. They, they, like the Bears, to George McCaskey's credit, I think we've got some George sound too. Like, I, I, I like that George really took a big, grand look at this, thought big. Easily, they could have hired someone. They could have gone about business the same as they've always done. They, they, they didn't have to think big because they've never thought big. No. They, they've always hired the first-timer, the first-time offensive coordinator, the first-time head coach, the first-time general manager. They got one of the best guys out there to be the president of the Chicago Bears. It was comforting as well to hear George also reference Andy McKenna uh, yeah, that and was Pat the, Ryan. I'm glad you picked that, that up. You know, listen, let's, let's tap into the business acumen of these guys who are billionaires and living in our city and obviously have a connection to the team as their minor, minority Holders of of ownership. With Don't the team. forget, if the Bears do sell, if the McCaskey family sells, uh, McKenna and Ryan, Pat Ryan and his family, have right of first refusal to purchase the team. This is going to be an enormous project in Arlington Heights. Who better to kind of lean on for advice and different conversations than a couple of guys who are titans in the business world, and by the way, who have an ownership stake in the in the franchise? So. Um, it just feels like uh, 12 months ago, it feels like the whole world has turned upside down yeah. in, a, in a good way for the people up at Lake Forest. There's been a lot of good developments yeah. with the Bears. Here's a McCaskey. It's clear to me that given Kevin's experience with NFL clubs and his interaction with their football operations, we should return to having the general manager report to the president and CEO. Duh. Ryan Poles remains in charge of our football operation with complete authority to do what he thinks is best for the Bears. Ryan and Kevin talked during our interview process, and we are confident that they and Matt will work together to give Bears fans the winner they deserve. Here's more on the other candidates that he interviewed from this big search that the Bears went through. Thank you to all the candidates who devoted their time and energy to the process. We're grateful to them for their interest. 
Our search was truly international in scope across a wide spectrum of talent and experience. It was gratifying to hear many candidates say that they were happy in their current role and weren't really interested in making a change. But when they heard it was the Bears, they were interested. There you go. So that's uh, George McCaskey right there. Now go build me a stadium and build me a winning franchise, guys. Now the hard part begins. (laughs) Now, again, like I think on paper, I I am ready for the dawn of a new day. Yes. Now the the hard part begins. Like like they have set themselves up for success. Building the success is the tough part. Yeah. But I, I love it. And I, it's all I've asked for. Yeah, no, so I can't argue for. Yeah. I can't like I am going to pat them on the back. This is all I've ever asked for. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Are you guys optimistic? I want to play you some more, including uh, some stuff about whether or not Kevin Warren will be hands on with Ryan Poles regarding football operations. You'll hear that coming up next. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. We got another uh, good story, too, from when I was on the Bears beat that I'll share with you at three about how the president can always affect football operations and why you want a good leader at the top. Now, it always filters down. When you have bad leadership, it affects your football guy. It affects the football team. It affects the culture, and hopefully Kevin Warren will change that for good with the Bears. Uh, A lot of people are wondering uh, how involved will he be uh, in the draft room, free agency, um, and he was asked about that. Here's Kevin Warren uh, with Ke- uh, Carmen and Yurko in the interview today. How involved will you be in football operations? I'll be involved uh, at every single aspect of it, but from a from a partnership standpoint with Ryan and with with Coach Bat uh, to be be able to build the best uh, football product and uh, to ask the questions to 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 bring up issues to see if there's any. Thing in my history resource that can add value. Um, you know, I'm I'm here to win, and I'm not here to who gets credit and who has the final say and all those different things. I'm here to win, and for us to be able to work together, and it's easy to be that way when you have people that you trust and respect. And I trust and respect both uh, Matt uh, and Ryan, um, and also you know George and and, and Miss McCaskey. So I'm confident that we will work incredibly well together. We'll have fun. We'll win a lot of games. We'll win championships, and I'm looking forward to get to work. What do you think about that? I've heard other people, including Yurko, at the beginning of last week say he didn't want Kevin Warren in the draft room. He didn't want Kevin Warren involved in football. You heard that. He's going to work with him as a partner, not make the picks, but sort of be a resource. Hey, why are you doing those things? Yeah, I think that that's I think it's a positive. At the end of the day, those decisions are going to be made by the general manager, but... I think the, the more qualified people in your building, the better to have conversations with. Ryan Poles may come in and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. I'd like to get your opinion on it. Then Kevin Warren can give you his educated opinion 
and then it's up to Ryan Poles to make a decision. Right. I, I, always, I, I always bring up the Mitch going dark. Yeah. Like, I, Ryan, like a good president never would have let that happen in his building. Yes. Like you right. don't, we don't go dark when yeah. we're making this huge yeah. quarterback decision to trade up to two. Kevin, we involve everyone in our football yeah. operations building. Kevin, Kevin Warren, if in place at the time, probably would have said to Ryan Pace, Ryan, maybe Maybe this isn't the right approach. Maybe we should do things. Let's you know, talk this yeah. out. What are the pros and cons yeah. of going dark here? Um, here's Kevin Warren on what is your football inv- uh, involvement with the start of free agency. Yes, yes, absolutely. As I said, I was with uh, Ryan in the draft room this morning just talking through just, just high level, see how he sets up things. And I, I'm here as a resource. And so I'll be transitioning out of the Big Ten, transitioning here. I'll have you know these regular meetings with, with uh, Ryan and, and – uh, uh, Matt, and the same thing like I'm doing with Ted, you know, from a stadium and finance accounting operations, just gathering information. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited about it, and, and we'll all be involved and in working together and, and hopefully just add value. It sounds like he's going to be touching everything, you know, like a, pro- a good team president should. Right. I mean, he's at the top of the, the you know, the pie chart or whatever the chart is. Uh, he's at the very top. So, I mean, I, I would think he'd be consulted on most stuff. He won't have... You know, he won't have the final say in player personnel decisions, but like, I think Kevin Warren's voice in the room is going to be beneficial regardless of the conversation. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Your reaction to what you heard from George, from uh, the new president of the Bears, Kevin Warren. Uh, Jason is on ninety. You're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Jason? I'm hanging in there, Waddle Silva. I just, I don't know. I just, as a typical snake bitten Bears fan, time and time and again. I believe you guys were the one that uh, brought uh, Dan Dockage on to give the 411 on our new illustrious leader that said, hey, he ain't all that. I was just curious. Maybe you could get Dan back on and maybe have him go back through his thoughts on why uh, polls might screw this all up. And then uh, you already got the new man in the house to show him the door. Then where are we at again? Right back where we started. Get Doc and John to talk about Kevin Warren, his experience with him at the Big Ten? No, yeah, maybe a little bit with Kevin Warren. And uh, I, I just think you guys went to him as a great source to get uh, the take on where our GM's going to lead us as well, too. Well, I think Dan had more of a connection with Matt Eberflus yeah. than he did with Ryan Poles because Eberflus was a defensive coordinator in Indianapolis for a while. Look, we may find out after a couple of years that Matt and Ryan, again, may not be the right guys. Don't know. But I, I, it's too early for me to come to that conclusion. Let's see what they can actually do with a tremendous amount of resources in hand. As I said before the break, the one thing that makes me confident about the future, if in fact we have to go through this process again, God forbid, I hope we don't. But the next time, if in fact it is necessary... I feel more confident that the process will make more sense yes. than it did the last few times. You shouldn't have to bring in Bill Polian to hold anyone's that's, hand. That's, yeah. You have a guy who, right. who can direct it himself. Yeah. Jimmy in Orland, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. We're good. Um, hey, I just want to say, um, so if the Bears move to a new stadium... And, you know, just, uh, you know, I'm a Chiefs fan. What, I mean, the Chiefs have a great stadium. Like, so, how bigger is the, the Bears stadium than the Chiefs? 
What? I don't know the dimensions of Arrowhead, to be honest with you. I don't even know that it's called Arrowhead anymore. I think there's a corporate well, name attached to it. H-H-H-A-P-L-A. Yeah. It'll always you be talking about attendance? You're talking about capacity? Or are you talking about what are you talking about? No, I'm just talking about, like, you know, everybody's talking about the Bears moving, but, you know, the Bears have a great field, that Soldier Field, and, mm. you know, it's protected by the Park District, but, I mean, no. Kansas City's got a small, I, I, I mean, I think it's a small field at Kansas City. Have they ever held a Super Bowl? I don't think so. No, I'm but, sure but it's an outdoor it. it's an outdoor stadium in the Midwest. Not many of those get the Super Bowl. What the Bears need is they need to own their own stadium. They need better um, arteries in and out. They need more tailgating spots. They need uh, better amenities for the fans, bathrooms, concession stands. They need, all of it. They, they need everything that makes a good stadium a good stadium. By the way, uh, your uh, chief stadium is capacity is seventy six point four, so seventy six thousand four hundred sixteen. But it, and we could talk more about it too, and I'll play you some of the Arlington Heights stuff. Waddle's been on this. Like a lot of the stadiums are shrinking, but I still believe it's going to be oh, yeah. bigger than what Soldier Field is currently, and, and we'll discuss that coming up. And there's been a lot of worry about a, a, an issue that Justin Fields had. With Kevin Warren back in the Big Ten. Kevin Warren addressed that today at the press conference. Uh, it's a very interesting answer. Is there a rift still between the Fields family and Kevin Warren? You'll hear that coming up next.